Hello everyone, you're listening to Mushter FM 89.6. Today, it's a point of view program. I'm your host, Nata, and today with me in studio, I have Carmen and Samantha. Hello, Nata. Hello, hello. How are you guys? Girls? <laughs> <laughs> guys, girls. <laughs> I'm very fine and I'm looking forward to speak about this topic because I think it's very actual now uh, because we are living abroad and we need to speak foreign languages. And it will be very nice to get known this topic more and more. So what about you, girls? I am also very happy because I never thought that I can talk about this uh, kind of topic because for me the language is uh, complicated. But today I am very happy because right now I can see that I am a good example to how learn a new language. Wow, girls, your inspiration is so contagious. Frankly speaking, I'm just cold, but you're so energetic that I think I will take your energy to me also. We will warm you <laughs> by this energetic. Well, in this program, we will try to answer or to explain what is the best way for us to learn a new language. Right? And also for other people, the life hacks, how to learn it, also types of education of learning foreign languages. So it will be very interesting. So let's go. Yeah, let's start. I can suggest starting with more general information, for example, how we actually learn new things. The process of learning is called education, and education is divided into formal, non-formal, and informal. Do we know the difference? More or less, Nata. You can tell more about it. Frankly speaking, I didn't know about them also, because formal is the basic one. It is structured, it is chronologically graded. And it is running by primary school, secondary school, so official institute. But non-formal is established not by official institute, but by some organizations such as NGOs, such as youth exchanges, this kind of stuff. And informal education is truly lifelong process whereby every individual acquires attitudes, values, skills and knowledge from just daily experience, not from school, not from books not from educators and facilitators, but from events in your life. So while formal education is controlled, non-formal is controlled less, and informal is totally out of control. So as I mentioned, formal education contains institutions and schools. Do you think that today everyone in school learns a foreign language? I think so, because maybe it's according to my experience, but I was in gymnasium of foreign languages. We had several languages to learn. And as I know, even it's like the basic school, you need to learn at least one foreign language, English. But the question is that what the level of English will be in this school? It's very important. Even if you have the English, sometimes you don't have a lot of classes, etc. All the level is like not so high and the teacher doesn't pay a lot of attention to it. So it also depends. But Usually, everybody has the second language as English. Yes, uh, I think that the school is a good place for boys and girls to start to have a contact with the language from an early age. Children can learn uh, vocabularies and grammar, but I really don't think it is uh, the best way to learn a language uh, because it depends uh, perhaps, like uh, Samantha says right now, the teacher's creative the level of English of these uh, teachers. Usually it's complicated also because there are many children in the same class. So 
the teacher, for example, don't have uh, all the time, all the necessary time to teach each one of them well. And in the end, many times, I think that the children only stood to pass the exams, and that is all. So I am not sure if it's a good uh, way to, to learn a language. I think it's, it's good for the beginning, but then for sure the children uh, need uh, a lot of things. Oh yeah, I agree very much. For example, in my language group at school, our class was divided into three parts because we had a lot of English teachers and we had only eight pupils in one group. But nowadays they say that in one language group there can be 15 students and what the teacher can do with this, I, I don't know. Yeah, we also had three or four groups in our class and it was divided. And then we also had profile group, for example, if you wanted to pass the final exam in school uh, in English. For example, I needed, even I was passing to lawyer in my university, it was uh, essential to pass English exam because it's like European university and without that. So I went only because of one of the university I was applying and it was very hard actually because I don't know, it's uh, as we have said, it depends on the teacher. My problem in school was that uh, my group had a lot of teachers because uh, they changed a lot. Other groups, they had one or two teachers for the whole years. And when every year you have the new teacher, it's very hard to fall in love with language. Actually, also, I remember I had the problem with English when I started to learn Spanish. And then I, I remember I just answered in Spanish all the time. And these languages was mixed in my head. And uh, it was very hard. And I didn't like English at all at this time. But we had a lot of lessons. We had six lessons uh, per week. Actually, because of the problem of the teachers that they were changing all the time, it was very hard. Yes, I have to confess that I always uh, wanted that the uh, English class uh, will pass as quickly as possible <laughs> because I was uh, a little shy and I was too embarrassing to speak English in public. I always thought that I spoke uh, badly. And the teacher never give to me the trash. And actually, I have the question. Uh, from what year have you started to learn uh, English? From what year in school? Yes, uh, in Spain, from the first course. Uh, I mean, I remember I was six years old when I started to learn uh, English. Yes. I'm really surprised because I was thinking that... Uh, in Spain, especially in South Spain, it's a little bit late. It's very interesting that in Spain you started even younger than me because even I had language school, we started from the second year in school. I was eight at this time when I started to learn English. So it's now I understand that it's not so early. I think it's early because some of my peers, they started to learn at 10, etc. that I knew in Moscow if they had uh, just basic school without uh, language profile. And and what about you, Nata? I don't know. In Belarus, they all the time change this. Sometimes it is from the first form. Sometimes it is from the third form. For example, I studied from the third when I was eight. Yeah, but some people learned English from the first year of school. Mm -hmm. How many classes did you have per week of English? Do you remember? Oh, if I honest, I am not sure, but I think that we had three classes for a week. Mm-hmm. 
maybe at least three hours for a week. I think so, yeah. And I want to say that even in Spain, we start so early, but it's no as synonymous of uh, quality if if no doesn't mean that the people know very well the language. Mm -hmm. So yes, we start with six years old or more or less, but then the level of the quality of the lesson are not very well. So in the end, you don't uh, learn a lot. Mm -hmm. We had kind of two or three. And uh, then when I entered Lyceum with English special course, we had five lessons. But now, yeah, they lowered the number to two. I think it's absolutely... Yes, two only. only two, yes. Oh my because God. they said that, so why, if we study our official languages, Russian and Belarusian, only twice a week, why should we study foreign more? I don't know. I think that I had Russian less than uh, English. Mm -hmm. Yes. In my school, we also had the second language. You could pay for the course uh, for several languages like Czech or Chinese, etc., But officially, you could start the second language. It was essential. You didn't have the choice. You needed to do it. Chinese or French in my school. So it was the third, like Russian, English, and uh, according to your choice. And uh, for example, as for me, I started to learn Chinese because I already was learning Chinese from my third year of my school, but it was the course. And then I wanted, it was logical to continue. And my parents wanted it so much because like economical uh, relations with China and it was perspective language at this time, just imagine 20 years, almost 20 years ago, Chinese was very not so widespread in language and it was very perspective to learn it. But I, then it was very hard to learn it. And we had even the second language, we had three or four lessons So we had six of English, three or four of Chinese, four of Russian. It was like language, language. And what about your schools? Did you have um, another language, not only English? No, no, we didn't have anything. If you want something, go to private teacher or a course. But I would say for my generation, people around me, it wasn't really fashionable. I don't think it was fashionable yeah. to learn more foreign languages. Mm, okay. In Spain, yes, we also have the opportunity to learn French, but French haven't subject mandatory. It's like uh, mm. you can choose if you want, but it's not obligatory to mm. study it. So, yeah, so depend of the person. Sometimes you choose French of no informatic or another ah, subject. So it's like profile, yes? According to your practice and how do you remember your peers or your classmates, uh, a lot of people wanted to choose the second language? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because uh, when I remember that when my classmates uh, were ground up, they decide to choose, for example, informatics or another subject uh, more easy and only study English, and this is all. French uh, sometimes was uh, too much. Mm -hmm. If not my case, because I decide to learn uh, French also, but we were um, a small group. Mm -hmm. But it's good, actually, that you had a small group. What about, for example, the academies or private teachers? Because I think that 
they are a better way to learn a language because academics or private teachers usually made everything more fun. Um, for example, in academy, there are fewer children for class, mm -hmm. so it can be more useful, the lesson. Although I also think that uh, after spending all day at the school or university, if you have to go to the academy or having classes with a private teacher, it can be boring sometimes or you can feel tired and maybe the children have no much uh, interest in. So I think that there are good things, but also bad things in this uh, option. As for me, I've never had a private teacher or courses yeah, because after school you're already tired. But I think it would be nice to go to private teacher to learn a language because if it's so that when you are maybe 15, you can already speak fluently two foreign languages, not one as it is about me. Did you study at such courses or private teachers? Actually, I also didn't have it because we finished uh, school at 4 p.m. And it's like after that, it's uh, actually very hard. Mm, but talking about my peers, for example, they and classmates, they had uh, private teachers, they had courses, some of them for their self-development, self-education, but most of them in order to pass their final exams uh, in school. And uh, and uh, we also had um, additional classes. So six is was official, but we had additional. So it was maybe eight hours of English per week to additional because of preparing for the exam. So, yeah. And sometimes I was sitting in school until 7 p.m. Yeah. So it was enough. Yeah, I see. We can probably say that in your school it was language course inside the program. So. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of stuff to do. So no private teachers and courses we needed. Well, need. I have to say that I had a teacher private, but if I honest, it uh, was useful for me, but only for make the homework and pass the exam because I was a terrible student in English. So I needed it, but uh, only for uh, make the homework and try to pass the different exams. So for me, it was a good experience because the private teachers were so nice, but um, not very useful, if I'm honest. But maybe it's because in that time, I wasn't very interested to learn English. So maybe right now it could be different. Girls, for now, it's been already a few times mentioned that we studied in school for language only to pass exam, and some teachers used methods for us only to be able to pass exam. But now when we are adults, what are your goals when you study language? In my opinion and in my experience, uh, my goals for learning a language are usually to be able to communicate with uh, more people. When I was a teenager, my only objective was uh, pass the exam, obviously. But right now it changed uh, a lot because right now I would like to be able to understand people when they are trying to tell me something, to be able to tell them something and have uh, them understand me. For example, obviously I don't expect to become an expert in English, but at least to be able to talk with the people and understand each other. This for me is uh, too much. As for me, everything has changed uh, from my school and university because my goal was just uh, to have good marks, you know, for my diploma and also to pass the exam. But I remember that it was learning by heart everything and just uh, even like I remember in my school, we needed to learn by heart big uh, texts, but 
we didn't have any questions, etc., to talk about it. It was like, you know, just learn, learn, learn. And without understanding, what are you talking about? And I was studying on this system for a lot of years, but I didn't have the aim. It was just for studying to have the good mark. But uh, I understood that English is very important maybe during university when I started to travel. So on after 20s, because I understood that you need to learn the language, you need to know the language in order to say something, to ask about something, people. And also in order to get known people from different countries, I started to be more interested in international exchange and I started to be in uh, international youth uh, organizations. And it was very useful. I remember that even... I needed to show the projects in English on in these organizations because it was very important. And now it was just for communicating. But then I think my main aim now to upgrade my English to professional level, like business English, etc. And I want to upgrade myself in it in order to understand uh, more serious stuff in English and be able to work in a company, international company, and to have a very good level of English. But I think that English now is a part of my life because now we have this experience of living abroad, to talk uh, with each other in English and also to upgrade our level all the time. So I'm very glad that I found the new aims for English now and I want to upgrade myself in it. And what about you, Nata? Frankly speaking, yes, for me, it is also to understand, to communicate and yeah, to work in my sphere, to work in an English-speaking office, if it's the case as we have now. But as I remember from school, many methods of teachers were not sufficient for communication English. Yeah, we studied grammar, but we didn't talk. And sometimes did you choose a language only for pleasure? No, for any goal, not for communication or for past the exam, only for, uh, for yes, for pleasure. Because do you like this uh, language or this country or this mm -hmm. culture? Do you want to learn uh, another language? As for me, I started with Norwegian because I wanted to study in Norway and I really fell in love with this culture, this history. And actually, I went to work during my studies in university in order just to gain money for the courses of Norwegian because I really fall in love with this language and I really like to learn languages, new languages. I also try to learn German, also a little bit of French and Spanish by myself. And uh, But Norwegian, it was just incredible experience. I really enjoyed this language because it's not so hard. It's like between German that I don't know, unfortunately, and between English. And there's only three tenses and it's very interesting and I really enjoyed it. It was the pleasure. Even it's like when I understood that I'm not going to go right now to study in Norway, It I just went for pleasure. And truly, really sometimes I have the desire to continue and to learn Norwegian, but unfortunately, I don't have time for it and I have uh, other stuff. I need to upgrade my Spanish, for example, and uh, to put attention to it. But one time when I will have free time, uh, for sure I want to continue. And it was like hobby. It wasn't like learning language, but for me it was hobby in the world, like the history and also like this love to Norway and also studying Norwegian. It was amazing. 
And what about you? For me, I have never uh, chosen to study a language for pleasure. It is difficult for me to learn language because you have to dedicate a lot of time to them. And for mm. me, this is uh, difficult. However, at least English is a language that I wanted to learn because it is the international language. And I think it is very necessary to know it. Also because I am a journalist and so for me, I think this is a good opportunity to open uh, a lot of um, job. Uh, but normally when I choose to learn a language, I do because of the usefulness that language may have for for me, not mm -hmm. for pleasures, you know, for the useful of this uh, language. Absolutely different situation for me. I always start languages for fun only. For example, now I know that I, for example, need to study German, but I don't want to. And when I was graduating from school, I really liked anime and Japanese culture. So I looked for a university which contains Japanese language. And I entered the university and I started to learn Japanese only only for fun. Then in university, it was a free course of Hungarian. And only because it was free and like available, I joined <laughs> without any purpose. I don't know even how you can use Hungarian now, but I don't care. And uh, yeah, now I also choose languages which I like, how they sound even knowing that maybe I will not be able to use them. And girls, I suppose that all these other languages that you want to learn, maybe do you usually use your free time for uh, learning? Or how do you learn? Because if you don't, right now, you are not in the school or university, academic, so... I don't have free time, so this is why... <laughs> I'm not learning. But actually, I try uh, because um, we need to use uh, free time also for self-development, if we can say like this. And if I have this opportunity, for sure, like I want to upgrade my Spanish one day very much and I will do uh, best for it. And actually, for example, if I have free time now, I'm studying uh, French. It's very complicated, <laughs> but I try. And I found the online course and I really enjoy it. Uh, even it's very hard, but I like challenges, so why not? And I think it's very interesting to know at least, you know, some basics of different languages. I had some idea just to learn uh, the languages, just to say, to order something uh, when you're traveling, like in French, in Italiano, in uh, Spanish, etc. Because I think if you have this opportunity, why not to use it of course not to be uh, like professional in it but why not just to say and to have these you know ordinary conversations with native people and it's also for your confidence when you are traveling in order not to be in the problem and not to be in the trouble for example if you are traveling to France uh, sometimes uh, even you know this international language as English uh, that opens doors to everywhere but not in France for example because they don't speak with you in English and in this case I think it's very important at least uh, of course to have internet and have translator but also to know some basic phrases in order not to get lost and just to understand people in France because in some countries it's uh, a little bit complicated even to speak English. I think the same actually also to start a new language is easy like to get less than A1 is easy but then when you have B1 and you need B2 it's really struggling. I also like to 
get new languages, learn some phrases, and that's all. Yeah, because it feels like, okay, it's going on so easy, and it's like you really enjoy it, but then, of course, when it's like more uh, deep level, it's harder, but at least to know it at A1, to know it's like the future, the present, the past, and some vocabulary, and just to have the conversation, I think it's very interesting. Just to have these aims and also upgrade uh, English and maybe, uh, as for me, also I need Spanish, but I I, I want to combine everything, even it's sometimes it's very hard to combine all these languages because they can mix in your head. Yeah, it's also a problem. Answering Carmen's question, well, my learning process now is really a mess. I don't have any schedule, any rule, any plan. When I feel like doing something, I do it. When I have free time, I can go for YouTube and watch some film maybe also when i'm coming back from work for example i can listen to some songs but it is not like planned it is always a mess okay no but i think this uh the good thing that the, if you learn by yourself i think it's okay because you organize yourself you decide your objective you also decide uh, when to do it and how so i think uh, use the free time your free time for uh, learning a language it's a uh, perfect though maybe learning by yourself is not a method for me i don't know i would love to have now some courses or a teacher of foreign language i'm interested in because i'm not person who is organized and um, if i need to study something i don't even have a plan what's the matter in using an application once a week if you don't remember the words you learned there in one or two weeks And this is why it's very important to have, you know, to implement language in your everyday life. And even with little steps, just to learn it somehow. Do you think it's possible with every language how you implement Chinese? Chinese? Living in Hungary. Uh, yeah, of course. It's like, but there's, you can speak with native by phone or to chat in Chinese. Of course, not in Hungary. But actually, I think there is usually also can be some club, not clubs, but yeah, clubs of the interest, etc. But you can implement in your life in a lot of ways. There are a lot of life hacks how to learn language. If you are interested, I can share it. <laughs> This is uh, true, Nata, because, uh, and also Samantha, because, uh, for example, in, in my experience i started to learn english really english when i start this project before i know vocabulary i know a little bit of grammar but i feel like i really start to learn the english when i uh, have to speak english every day if i want to communicate if i want to go out if i want to do anything i have to speak english so it's a um, very important to practice every day and involve in your day the language but also i think that today there are many options like uh, apps uh, videos on youtube a book there are music uh, fields that also can be very useful for us for a start to learn a language or for a learn a language in a informal way, in a funny way, in like a hobby. So maybe the best way is to combine the different options that we have. Do you study English now by yourself? No, I would like to do because I think that I need to improve my pronunciation, my remember the grammar because I forget a lot of things. But no, right now I only 
learn English because listen, I listen in the college, mm -hmm. I repeat, I ask a lot of things, <laughs> and this is all. But wow. I feel like a child. When you are a child and you start to learn your own uh, lang mother language, mm -hmm. I think that this is the, um, the way. At first you listen all the words that the people say to you. Then you try to repeat the sentence, the words. And then you start to ask, uh, and why this is uh, like this? And why? Mm -hmm. I have the same with Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a little child that is asking everyone. But... And it's very good that people in most cases they're kind and they explain. But actually when you don't have the choice and you need to speak language is the best school that can be because Usually we find the excuse, oh, I don't have time, I don't have the opportunity to learn the language. But where you are in another country, people don't speak in most cases in English. For example, like in the south of uh, Spain that I had this station. You just understand that you need to speak and you start to speak. Because sometimes we have the knowledge, as you have said, yes, uh, in school. Uh, you learned grammar, you learned uh, vocabulary, yes. But you couldn't use it in real life. Even you had this um, knowledge, it was very hard to implement in your real life. And when you are abroad, you need. And sometimes you just, for example, I have the same with Spanish. Sometimes I just okay, but it's this, like uh, uh, this Spanish word. And I don't know how I know it. It's like maybe three years ago I was learned this word. And sometimes in my mind, because my brains are focused to use all the resources that they had with connected with this language. And when you don't have the choice, you're in another country and you need to speak. Sometimes it's just going, going, going. Because sometimes we can see the words, okay, I remember it and then it's like, okay, I don't know how to use it. But then it's like, yes, you're in this condition and you need to use it. And then it's like the best uh, opportunity to learn the language and to upgrade your language. Oh, girls, girls, girls. Now we mentioned two ways of learning language and you just said that one of them is the best way of learning language. It is the topic of our point of view. Yes. <laughs> and I would like to say that I disagree. Disagree? Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> so Why? You mentioned that you study like a child and children first listen, then repeat, then ask and like say. But yeah, we study our mother language this way, but for foreign languages... I don't think it is a working scheme because like in modern methods of teaching and learning languages, they prefer to start speaking from the very beginning. Like don't sit for a long time on this first step of just listening because it's passive learning. And when you don't know your goal, then you become bored. But the second way you mentioned is immersion when you need to learn some language and you just go to the country and like survive. Do you think it is the best? Yes. But of course you need the background, not just uh, if I will go, I don't know, in Italy and I don't know any words, it uh, won't work. You need to learn the language before you are going and to have at least uh, the, to know the grammar, the like basic rules and also to learn some vocabulary of course because how you will speak if you don't know if it, you didn't uh, learn at all. Of course, during the process you can learn, but it won't be so good. You need this background that then you will be able to use. I think it's in combination this uh, situation with also background that you already have. Uh -huh. Well, it makes for me more sense to if you already have a background. Do you agree? Yes, yes, I agree because 
I am not sure this is the best way, but at least I think it's the most useful way. Mm-hmm. At least for me, because as I said before, until this project, I didn't try to speak uh, a lot of English. I didn't feel very interesting to learn English because now I am in a in another country that I only have the opportunity to speak English. So I have to to learn. I have to start to talk um try to improve with the false and, and right. It's the only option. So maybe it's not the best way. You have to receive a grammar lesson. For sure, you have to, to have a background, like the Samantha said before. But I think it's the m- most useful way. Return to the topic. I have said that I can share some life hacks and I'm very curious about your opinion about them. Maybe you agree with that. Maybe you tried it and it didn't work. So I'm very curious about it. So one of the life hacks and also I had in my life when I was preparing for IELTS exam, uh, you know that sometimes it's very useful to listen. For example, podcasts, radio and other content. Even if you're doing your stuff, for example, you're working, or uh, you're doing your homework, etc. And just to put this podcast or radio and listen, it's on the background. And just even if you don't pay attention to it, you don't know what this conversation is going, just paying attention to these details sometimes, it can help because your brains, even you don't pay attention, will receive the information. The brain will get used to this speech. It's like one of the life hacks. As for me, it worked because uh, even it's like I was working I put the podcast and of course I didn't pay attention all the time for it but this I heard this speech in English all the time and it helped me a lot what about you what do you think about this life hack of listening even on the background when you're doing other stuff about the background I am not sure I didn't use but talking about the video on YouTube I have to say that I learned a lot because I started following a couple who make a video. He's an English teacher from Cambridge, and she is an English student from Madrid. Her profile is called English Friends, and I recommend it uh, a lot because in her videos, they are great because they have videos with a trick to improve your speaking, for example, or they have a lot of short videos that help you to know what uh, to do in everyday situation. For example, if you want to order a coffee, they have a short video with the conversation, the correct conversation that you have to do for a order a coffee. So I think it's very useful. And the best is uh, there are short videos, maybe less than one minute. So you don't have to spend a lot of time if you don't have much time in your day, but one minute, obviously that you have. So for me, it's very useful to use uh, this kind of things like uh, YouTube or, for example, the music. I am fan uh, of uh, Justin Bieber and when I start to listen Justin Bieber, I want to know uh, what uh, the letter said and I start to translate a lot of uh, words. Um, I learning a lot. Uh, so in a funny way, because I love the music, so what's very useful for me. 
and to add to music it's very good stuff for learning languages and um, also to try to understand the song while you are listening also because for me I was a fan all the time of American music etc but usually I just uh, didn't understand what is they're talking about but while I moved here and I just, like the English really started to be a part of my life I understand the meaning of the songs even I don't pay attention to it because uh, like maybe one year ago I needed okay I'm listening to the lyrics so hard in order to understand and then I needed to check in the internet and now it just it's like you are listening and just amazing when you understand even not paying attention to it and as you have mentioned about videos I it's another that I wanted also to say because it's really easy uh, with this uh, video content as you have said it's only one minute it's connected with a certain topic and it's very nice of course uh, there can be TV shows or movies but I think it's more complicated you need to have the certain level and you need to put subtitles first in your native language and then when you understand that you understand uh, what they're talking about you can put the subtitles for example in English or in a language that you are learning in order also to memorize uh, how the words are written because it's also very important you can listen so how it's uh, sounded but you don't know how to write it down because everything should be in balance. I don't know. So you mentioned the usage of subtitles, but I think it really much depends on the level you already have. If you're totally zero in the language, I don't know whether you should use subtitles or in what language or I don't know. And actually for me, subtitles never worked. I don't know. Just it never works. I tried, but no, I don't like reading them. And when I was studying Hungarian in the beginning, I couldn't understand what I'm listening to, but I just still listened, as you mentioned in the beginning, just put on the background. Mm -hmm. I watched some cartoons for children, so I didn't understand what they're saying, but it was useful. And for music, yes, yes, and yes again. I really like it. And what you mentioned about the lyrics, yes. I used not to understand the Japanese songs I'm listening to. For example, now my favorite is Back Number, but he has subtitles in Japanese in his videos. And, well, I was listening to the same songs again and again when I was coming by bus to university. And then when my heart was broken because of unrequired love, I saw one song which was on the this topic and I was going by bus and reading these subtitles and one moment I understood that I understand everything because he's saying about what I feel right now yeah. it was also useful maybe because of again yes subtitles of the same language not my mother language and repetition of the same song Yeah, of course, as you have mentioned, when something is related to us, what we are interested in, it helps a lot because you feel it. So it's a very nice example of it. Yeah, if you don't understand some words, you can predict what the word means. Yeah, because in combination you understand what they're talking about and it's also very good to understand. And also another life hack how to learn the language is to put the language that you are studying in your websites and your phone in your computer system in order to see and get used to this language of course you won't understand sometimes everything because they're technical also but you know you will just get used to see uh, their 
this language every time and your brains will be more friendly to this language because brains will get used to it. For me, it worked. I put my phone in English uh, when I was uh, preparing for my exams and sometimes I didn't decide what is going on in my phone. It's like I need to Google this word because I need it, really need it. And then I learned this, some of these words. Why not? It's like one little, you know, life hack and it's nothing special, but it sometimes it can help you. And another life hack about the vocabulary, especially in the beginning, it's very important to have some notebook uh, near with you when you are learning something, especially in the beginning. But it will be very hard in the beginning because you're learning a lot of a lot of new words. But then with the time, it will be easier because uh, you will understand more words and uh, you won't need to write down so a lot of words, but at least you will have it, you will write down, because for some people it's easier to um, learn the language by writings. Uh, talking about it in my experience about Chinese, uh, we had the special notebook for hieroglyphs and we needed to write down it, you know, one hieroglyph uh, for 10 lines, etc., and it's really helped. As for me, it's really helped. Yes, it was very uh, monotone. It was for a long time, but it helped a lot because uh, there's some elements uh, you need to write down and to memorize by this way. And the same can be also with English, with French, with all other languages, even it's like just written words, and it can help you also. And uh, another method connected with that is to write down the words on stickers different colors because our brains they contain information when it's very bright uh, when the colors are bright it's take our attention and uh, we can learn the words like this putting stickers i don't know in the fridge because for example you're taking the breakfast you can write down you know uh, the words connecting with food etc and you will pay attention and it's connected and your brains will have the association with that so it's also a very good life hack how to learn a little bit every day the language i will be lazy to do this but i have life hack how to group words when you study them you know that in many languages there are more than four thousand of words and for certain level you need certain number of words and, for example, you can find a list on the internet, top 1,000 words of the English language, but how to group them to learn. So normally in such websites, they are put in the alphabetical order, but it is absolutely useless to learn them in the alphabetical order because in our brain, words are stored not in the alphabetical order, but on the topic. So if you have this list of 1,000 words, you first look them through and then group them according to the theme. So here will be cloth, here will be food, here will be drinks, then somewhere else will be like professions, I don't know, animals, whatever. But then you look at the list of words connected to, for example, cooking, and you learn them together because, again, in our brain, words are stored like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree totally with that. I tried or learn like Spanish and also in the beginning the English. Even I had the special book uh, when it was connected with the topics, for example, travel, for example, home. And it's easier because you have the association in your head, for example, clothes and you just imagine it, etc. So actually it's very good. And uh, commenting this uh, list of the words that you usually are used in the language, 
for me, it worked with the verbs, for example. As I was um, watching one polyglot um, TV show, he said sometimes you need to learn only 200 words in every language in order to understand like the topics. For example, the most popular verbs and the different topics of our everyday life. And it will help you a lot in order just to have the basic of every language. Because for me, list of verbs never worked, only list of nouns. And maybe adjectives. Okay, maybe adjectives, but not verbs. To study verbs, I need to write sentences. Mm. Yeah, Yes, usually in this uh, list, you have also examples. So it's like, for example, you have this uh, verb and there's like, la, 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 and you, say, you see how you use it. So uh, you need not just memorize it by heart, but you need already to create the sentence in your head, how you can use it. So and it will be better and easier to learn these verbs. Yes, I, I, right now I remember that in my school we had to learn a list of a lot of uh, verbs, learn by memorize, and it was terrible because you start and you okay learn the five verbs of ten verbs, and then when you was in the beginning on the list, you forget totally the verbs. So for me it was a uh, terrible. I think it's more useful. Okay, you have to know the different way to use the the word, but you have to create the sentence, the situation, the conversation, because if not, you forget totally. Yeah. For example, how I do it now is I have uh, small cards with the grammar constructions and words on one topic, for example. Okay, one topic. And then when I think I know these words, I just take random amount of words and grammar constructions. Then I read them and I write sentences where I have to use these words and this grammar. Even if the sentence doesn't make sense, still it is useful. You use your imagination, you use your words you learned, the grammar. So yeah, I think when you study words passively, you can only receive them passively. So if you only read and listen to words, then you can only understand them. But if you say and write the words, then you can produce them also. Exactly. And it's very important, the creative in all this. Because, for example, I remember that when we started this uh, project in our flat, in my previous flat, because we now move uh, another flat. But in the previous flat, I had a lot of sticker from different parts of the house. For example, in the window, where we can read window and window in Hungarian. So every day you see the sticker and you try to memorize or you only watching is a, a good uh, way to keep in your mind. So the creative uh, is only very important for learn a new language. Use a different Way, dynamic, different dynamic games, activity, for example, with the youth um, chains that we had here in Mustarhas. Mm -hmm. I have to say that I learned a lot of English because we usually had to do different game activity in a funny way. And it was useful for me because I learned new words and I listening new people. So the, the games, the creative, the activities in a funny way, it's also a very useful for learn a language. I agree, but I just take it for granted that we have different kinds of activities because usually I had really good teachers and they provide us with many games, uh, conversations, discussions. 
Yeah, so I take it for granted. But the one you mentioned about repetition of words. When you remembered some word, you still need to revise it. And actually, there is a really one good technique about revising words you learn. It is called Ebbinghaus Forgetting Curve, and it is based on spaced learning. So when you learn some word, in a few days, you don't remember it. And a few years, it is totally erased from your memory. But if you Google Ebbinghaus Curve, You will find the information about how often you need to revise one word. For example, if you learned it, you need to revise it in two hours, then two days, then two weeks, because you don't give your memory enough time to erase this word. Because if you don't use some words, your memory decides that you don't need it. And yeah, it goes. But this method may sound good, but I myself didn't yet find a way how to use it because I don't know what word I learned what hour in my life and in how many hours I need to revise it and how should I revise it how can I track every single word I learn so but maybe some of you will find it useful yeah for me it makes sense because thinking in my mother language I recognize that sometimes we forget uh, words and we have to ask our family friends like how was the word I want to say that. Uh, what is the word? Because I don't remember. So yes, it's main set, but obviously that uh, you said is difficult to manage. The yeah, yeah. I think they make some applications for cards. You know, like smart cards. I don't know how they called. So in application, you create a card. For example, like application like Anki, you create a card. And on one side is written the English, and on the other side is translation. And the application gives you these cards when it is time to revise. But still, again, what Samantha mentioned is that not learning just word and translation, but see examples and create examples yourself. So we discuss life hacks how to learn foreign language. In most cases, we are talking about English. But I'm very curious. Do you have any plans of learning the new language for you? Totally new. No. If I honest, <laughs> I am focusing the English. Maybe, maybe Italian. It mm-hmm. could be a good uh, language because it's similar a little bit with Spanish. Yes, <laughs> I remember how. <laughs> yes, you had the comparison with guys from Italy. It's like, oh, we have this. Oh, we also have this. Oh, it's so similar. Yeah, because now I feel that I have my brain ready for uh, learn more uh, language. Mm-hmm. But if I honest, I don't know what uh, language. Mm-hmm. But at least you have the idea about Italian, so it's good. What about you, Nata? Actually, I also think that your brain should be ready. Two months ago, I wasn't ready to even revise languages I learned before because I got into Hungary, into English-speaking office. My brain went crazy, but now I'm a bit more ready for this. And yeah, I can say that with English, I have absolutely open relationships. So I'm into any other language on word. I don't know. I already mentioned that my learning is not structuralized as I would like it to be. But yeah, when I hear some language and it sounds good, I can fall in love and I want to learn it. For example, now I would like to learn Romanian and Turkish, though I know that I need to study German. And also not forget the Japanese. And also as I live in Hungary, I need Hungarian. So it's really, really crazy, crazy. You are the girl of languages. <laughs> Multilanguage. Multilanguage, Nata. Well, well, if I spoke them, then probably. 
But it's like at least in the beginning, as we have said, to have the basic level, it's also very good. What about you, Samantha? Do you study any other languages? Actually, now no, but I really feel that I want to learn the new language because now my brains, as you have said, are ready for that because now I can switch between Russian, English, Spanish, but I would like to start the new language, but actually I don't know what exactly. Okay, Sam, don't worry, because if you are not sure, we have a test for you. Wow, okay. Okay, do you want to... Yes, of course. ...to play? Let's see what language will suit you and which one you will be able to learn easily. Question one. In your opinion, what language sounds more attractive? Melodic, sing-song languages, languages with hard and sharp sounds, those with different intonations and semitones, or... Languages that are smooth and slow. I will say hard. Unusual. Yes, yeah, like, I don't like usual things. <laughs> Question two. Friends say, you're a dreamer, you're Mr. Order, you have an infectious love and you always have fun, you're a big hard worker, or you're calm and friendly. Oh my God, a little bit <laughs> from uh, everything. I think that have fun. A lot of people, they say that I'm part animal. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I'm working a lot, so sometimes I'm combined, but I will say fun, at least now I feel like this. Why do you learn languages? To be a man of the world, to discover new cultures, to expand career opportunities, to watch movies and read literature in the original language, or to communicate with a lot of cool people? I think to be a woman of the world. <laughs> Let's say like this. Actually, every variant here was... Yeah, actually everything. But if to detect only one, I like this uh, like phrase, man of the world. It sounds cool. But actually, of course, I think it's uh, man of the world contains like to speak with the cool people, also to have a lot of culture. So it's like, yeah. I think it's like big variant for everything. Mm -hmm. What lesson did you like the most? Philosophy, art, history, foreign language, economics, or music? Foreign language, for sure. Why do they ask? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What are vacations? Oh, I like this question. It is a rest in a cozy family circle. It is outdoor walks. It is coping with an unfamiliar city and its culture. It is parties with friends or it's extreme sports. Oh my God, I went partying with friends in New City. <laughs> But actually, I will say, uh, yes, the variant where you are in a similar city. Party can be not on vacations, can be on weekends. So, so. What would you give to your friend? A modern gadget? A trip? A souvenir that will make him remember you? An unusual fashion accessory? Or a thing for his or her house? A trip, for sure. And together, and to gain your feelings and few uh, new emotions and new memories for sure. A trip, it's like without doubts. We are free, Samantha. Yeah. Do you remember? Huh? We are free. Friends. <laughs> yeah, soon you both have the birthdays. So now I know. And yes, there is a question you really wanted. At the perfect party, you drink cocktails and dance, play video games and eat sushi. Do needlework in a cozy room, drink a beer and watch a sport match, watch your favorite movie with friends. Because first, a cocktail and dance, 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 dance. Party for me, it's like this, like sitting in the room, it's just not party for me. 
just spending some time, but for this question, for sure, the first one. Okay. What is your greatest weakness? Timidity, desire to control everything, excessive emotionality, slowness, or inability to estimate your capacities? <laughs> Talking about work, I think that is the last one. But at least now I feel that I control it. But I think emotional part. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm very emotional. And sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's good. Are you ready to face the difficulties of learning a new language? There's... Okay, yes. <laughs> I was thinking yes, no. No, there are four variants. Oh, four words, okay. <laughs> The first one. Not really. I'd like something easier. Second one. I'm ready to cope with some difficulties. Third one. Yes, I am hardworking. And the last one, yes, I like complicated structures and meanings. Uh, yes, I'm hard worker. This is why I was learning Chinese. And the last question. Oh my God, what is the best way to learn a language? Oh, it is literally yeah, our the topic. name of our topic. <laughs> okay, it will be interesting to see whether we've been able to influence your opinion about this question. <laughs> There are six variants of questions. Oh my God, and I can choose only one. Yes. Oh my God. And it's travels, reading and watching movies, falling in love with a native speaker, learning with a teacher, self-studying at your place, or communication with like-minded people. First, I wanted to say travel, but then you said to fall in love with native speaker. <laughs> so usually I know myself. It works like this. I learn Spanish like this. I'm learning French like this now. So I will say fall in love with a native speaker. <laughs> Actually, very interesting, Merit. In the travels, I meet these people and then I start to learn language like this. So I'm very curious. Calculating result. Oh my God, calculating. Oh my God, what is... Oh my God. So it's Chinese? No, any guesses? Okay, I, I hope German. No, they suggest you Latin language. So Italian, Spanish, French, yes, right? Yes, they suggest you the following. When choosing a language... You base on it practically and harmony. You like to explore new cultures, relax yes. under the umbrellas of street yes. cafes and oh, yes. sunny noon. <laughs> They know me. <laughs> so French, Italian and Spanish will surely be the best choice of you. Perfect. As I already Spanish and French, yeah. now I need to fall in love with Italian guy and everything will be okay and I will <laughs> reach the point of this. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. If you want to learn a different language, you have to have an um, open relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> But no, no, With no. a lot of people. For me, no. Okay, yes. Because actually there are many more Latin languages. <laughs> so, oh my God. So a lot of plans for learning languages. <laughs> like Romanian is yeah, also yeah. Latin language. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you. It was very interesting. Like, I, I have the guess about it, but now I'm sure about it. So I will upgrade my Spanish. I will continue French and maybe one day to start Italian with this But the conclusion. The, con the conclusion is that you are on the right uh, direction. Direction. Yeah. Yes. So I'm very glad that we had this show. Now I understand myself better. Thank you. So thank you for listening, dear listeners. I hope you found some useful life hacks or maybe our stories were close to you. If you also passed some tests like this, you can share your results in the comments under this podcast. The topic of our podcast was what is the best way of learning languages? Maybe we asked the question, maybe not. Sorry for that. At least opinions of girls influenced my opinion a bit. And I'm happy that we had this conversation. 
Yeah, thank you so much. It was very interesting topic. Just so, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, girls. I only hope that the people had fun while they are uh, learning a language. Yeah, I think it is uh, the most important thing. Of course. So, fall in love with native speakers and everything will be okay. The best way to learn the language. I'm joking. Goodbye. Bye-bye.